This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hey, listeners, Dutch here. Hey, I just want to do a little quick housekeeping before you guys listen to this episode. Um, we used a, uh, a a new recording software this week to just do an experiment with it, see how it works out. And audio not particularly fantastic. So it's not bad uh, by any stretch of the imagination. We've certainly experienced worse. But I did want to uh, sort of give you guys a little warning. There's a couple moments where there's a little background noise and a couple moments where there's a little bit of a, a kind of cuts out, um, particularly the guest's audio. He had uh, some pretty serious echo on his side, which I didn't notice during recording. Um, and if I would have tried to get it out, I would have ended up ruining the entire file. So it is what it is. Uh, still had a fun episode and very listenable. Uh, but I did want to warn you guys about that. So with no further ado, uh, enjoy the show. Hey, listener. This is Venice, and you're listening to Voice from the Underground, proud members of the Tangent Bound Network and the famous original podcast network. Welcome to the Underground. From the Underground. My favorite podcast. Boy, 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 boy. Check out TJ. Check out Big Ass. Boy, boy, Welcome to the underground. Voice from the underground. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another edition of Voice from the Underground, the podcast, episode number one hundred and freaking thirty. Can you believe it? We are a gnarly spirited, super dope, and often mind-numbing juxtaposition of politics and pop culture coming straight from the underground and into your earballs. Welcome back, everyone, to the show. Big Hussein. What's going on, everybody? How you doing out there? How we doing, Big Hussein? What's crack-lacking out there in Chi-Town today? Man, it's... it's Other than that cigar. It's one of them one of them days that fool you into thinking it's going might be a nice winter. Oh, it's a mind fuck. Yeah, because it's like it's you ever been mind fucked before? I don't think so. I'm mind fucking you right now. That's Papa Nature mind fucking with you. Yeah, because it's about it was about forty seven, forty eight today. Something I like forty seven. It might have touched on fifty, and uh, you just know that minus thirty is coming. You know. You always know. Well, that's you know that. What's that saying about Chicago? If you don't like the weather, wait a minute. That's right. Yeah, because you can go outside in a in a trench coat, a sweater, some shorts, and some flip flops, and you'll be all right. And you'll be all right for about fifteen minutes, and then you'll an, have umbrella, to an umbrella, an yeah. umbrella, a shovel, <laughs> oh, and a always, bag of cat litter. <laughs> always cracking <laughs> umbrella. Get some traction on you there. 
So, Big Haas, uh, we are joined today. We have a special guest on the show. Um, he is a former ESPN and CBS radio host in Dallas and in Cincinnati, currently the host of the Pod Cats. That's a catchy uh, stylization there. Nice P-O-D pun there, huh? Cats on Big Heads Media Network, covering uh, all the cheating sports in Kentucky. He is. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy, Dutch. Yes, yes, yes. He is one of our conservative pals. We love Republicans on this show. Mr. Will Chambers. Welcome back to the show. Uh, great to be here. Just to get really underneath the Haas already, it was uh, 70 today here in North Texas. So I uh, squeezed in 18. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was uh, a chilly day in Central California today. Oh, good. Chilly day. So, of course, chili to them is, you know, it's funny. I have people who are on my Facebook are from California, and they they posted um, they posted uh, a picture of you know the Midwest under snow in California, everybody on the beach, and I'm like, that's not really true because nobody. I have a pool. I haven't touched that pool in four months. It's too damn cold. So what the hell are you talking about? It's, it's just it's false advertising. As far as I see it, but it's going to get pretty North rally Texas. up there too in the Midwest. And I saw in the Northeast coming up for uh good timing for Thanksgiving. Uh, well, last year, if you recall, I was in Thanksgiving for Chicago and we had a blizzard. Remember that Haas? Yeah. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. That was terrible. It was, I, I don't think it was Thanksgiving day. It was the day after I want to say, or a, a day or two after, but I was, yeah, we were snowed in pretty good. I think they had like 18 inches of snow. The, Holy uh, shit. On Black Friday or the day after that last good, year in Chicago. Good so, God. Yeah, it sucked. Usually in Chicago, we didn't used to get snow um, until maybe... You'd always have a snowfall right before Christmas, um, but usually nothing in November. I mean, once in a while, you get. you guys have had a lot of snow already, it seems like. It's been a pretty shitty winter already out there, and it's not even winter yet. Well, we, we had that one snow, but it was a fucking lot of snow. <laughs> Oh, it was, okay, I'm sorry. In Chicago terms, it was not a lot of snow. It was about maybe about an inch and a half. I got. It. That's what so. she said. Pause. <laughs> was not. It she was not said, a. Yeah. Ain't nobody ever <laughs> said yeah, that right. shit to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like uh, George Costanza. I was in the shower. Damn it. Um. So, uh, listeners, we are going to um, because we have Will on the show. So, Will. Is I would describe you as a never Trumper. Uh, maybe you wouldn't tell tell us your for those who may be hearing you for the first time, uh, your political background because you're pretty deep into politics, fella. Yeah, I'd have to correct you again as you brought me in because you would have oh. said you are fake news. That was Trump <laughs> telling me I'm fake news. Okay, um, uh, noting me as a Republican, I was a, I mean a lifelong Republican up until. Alabama decided, well, not until Alabama decided, until the RNC decided that they were going to. Oh, Roy Moore. Yeah. And to, it, when they when they made the decision that they were going to back Roy Moore um, for office, that was when I said that was when the, the final line had been crossed, which was what, um, you know, a year and a half ago or so. You know, I definitely a never Trumper, but. Um, once they got to a point where it was more important for them to get, um, another seat in Congress, um, or as they were doing across the country, governorships, it, it, when it became party over country, 
especially with someone that was not even really they try to debate it throughout the election with Roy Moore that he wasn't a pedophile and nobody really knew everybody in Alabama everybody knew. knew everybody yeah, yeah. knew wait wait Wait, wait, wait now. I can't be a pedophile because they willingly gave it to me. Yeah, I mean. I talk to their parents first. I talked to mama and daddy. They yeah. gave, we wrote a letter. They wrote a letter. See, you see here, boy? They wrote a letter. You and the letter. You my child. The letter said <laughs> that I can have my way with this here young girl, this here young filly. Okay. Well, well, you hear me? You hear me? Now, now you pay it. Now, now listen there, color boy. You be quiet. Okay. Roy Moore be talking here. Now, I don't care about no black people. I don't care about no Hispanic well, people. You, you find a, a, a young black lady that you can. <laughs> right. Well, if I find me a young, a young black filly. Yes, I'll take. But she got to be 13, 14, 13, oh. 14. You know, me and R. Kelly, we get downs like that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I don't think he's got quite <laughs> R. Kelly numbers. But, but now I'm running for Senate. I'm running for Senate again. And Donald Trump Jr., he can kick, kick my he can kiss my southern ass, my Confederate ass, because I'll be running. I have no idea, by the way, what Roy Moore sounds like. But no, that's probably a good, you know. I, yeah, I, I just tried to channel my inner Lindsay Alabama. Graham. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's what most of them sound like. No, once that was determined, um, you know, once he, you know, the RNC went with it, that was a line that I, I said, I'm no, I'm never, I, I will no longer be affiliated with a party that backs a man like that for office. And uh, from then on out, right. and, uh, and and to be perfectly honest, you know, I, from people that know me very well, uh, you know, they would say that I have, you know, I've always been more uh, of a middle Republican. I am definitely more on the uh, uh, in the middle or towards the left when it comes to social issues. Um, when it comes to government, I would be on the right because I have always mm -hmm. felt in a in a smaller government. But I think that those lines now have been uh, so definitively drawn with certain things. Whereas, uh, as an example, yeah, do I believe in less regulation? Absolutely. Do I believe in no reg regulation? That's ridiculous. And anytime right. you bring up the word regulation or, uh, you know, fair taxes, as opposed to just saying straight out low taxes, that it immediately raises the blood pressure of a quote unquote Republican when, and, and it has, uh, disabled us from having, I think, you know, a, uh, a real meaningful political discourse in this country. And I think that that is, uh, been led in large part by, uh, by the president, but, but certainly has been enabled by the Republican party that has just tried to ride the Trump rate, uh, you know, wave forever. And it's taken them ride to a the place train, where ride the Trump, train. You know, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's made them, uh, spineless, despicable. It's, you know, it's reprehensible. I, we need a we need a white chick. You said it, but you were thinking it. <laughs> we need one of those. Does it clearly you know, map out pretty much where I am right now? Really went you know, dark here in the first couple minutes. I'm curious. So, all right, this we're going to talk a little bit of impeachment here because that's that's something obviously that's been going on for a while, but we have not touched on it at all, shockingly, on this show other than in passing. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk about what's been going on with that for a while. I, I kind of have wanted to avoid it because I was a little bit torn on the way the Democratic Party was doing it. Um, but we, we will get to that in a second. I, what I want to ask you this, and Haas had um, posted something earlier today online on, on our Facebook page that 
was about Candace Owens. Now, Candace Owens, as you all know, is one of my absolute favorite people. Um, not. And, you know, the reason why I despise her so much is not only because she pretends to be, she's passed off as being eloquent and well-spoken in true Zootopia fashion, uh, but um, oh, Jesus. but the, the point is with her is that this is a girl who is a pro-Obama YouTuber. And in the course of days... Candace Owens says that she's yes, a pro-Obama... She said she's she pro-Obama. Yes, she, she was a pro-Obama YouTuber. And, and the background on Candace Owens is that she flipped in a matter of a few hours, literally. I mean, it, may have, it might have been a couple of days. But within a couple of days, she went from posting about Obama in a positive way to being vehemently pro-Donald Trump. And the thing is, is that she has changed her position on every single topic that matters. And she still refers to herself as a Democrat, but she changes her, she's changed her opinion on every single topic that matters at the same time. So like she holds all of the traditional talking points, immigration, taxes, you name it, right? Um, Kaepernick, every single touch point, bullet point you want to put out there, she, she ties, She's like Ben Shapiro right there, right? She's right with Ben Shapiro. Mm -hmm. and, and in fact, here's the crazy part. Ben Shapiro might be more left than Candace Owens. Um, is, so what I want to ask you about here is because I have changed from being a conservative to being what I call a moderate. And, you know, people will say that I'm more progressive than I sound. That's for another day. But as Haas will attest to, because, Haas, you remember arguing with me about Clinton, Hillary Clinton in 2015. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast, right? It was because we we're supposed to have alternate views. Right. But the thing is that I changed so much. So tell me about your progression, Will, from being well, – well, actually, before I get to that, can you sort of, uh, Haas, give us the elevator speech on this Candace Owens thing? Because I just want to talk about what you posted earlier as far as, like, her shifting and why she's – Oh, she's yeah, been yeah, out yeah. as well, fake. Just, she, just briefly. Just all right. Long story short. All right. So she, she just basically like she did an ultimate transformation, and um, it's almost like she got a makeover or something. And they just they did it in a day. Here's your new makeover. Right, because she went from, you know, having the NAACP help her in a racial discrimination suit where she got a, a nice little settlement to calling the NAACP one of the most terrible organizations there are and saying that racism, that she never experienced racism. So that... Yeah, she that, says she that, was that, she experienced bullying by just some kids who happened to be white. Yeah. Right. So that, Which that is true, changed, but also still right, racist. But it, was, it, was, it was racist in nature. And here's the thing is that that lone... <clears throat> um, example pretty much encapsulates everything you know what i mean it, i mean i don't know if i even have to go further than that to for someone to go from enlisting the help of the naacp to score a legal settlement to you know saying that they they're a horrible organization bordering on terroristic and uh also denying that racism exists so she went from right. that she went from, you know, from that to being the leading conservative pundit of color there is. Yeah. In a matter of days. Yep. 
So her there there's there's a couple others. Terrence K and who's that guy on Fox? Starts name name starts with an L. I forget his name. But there's uh there's there's a few of and them. And then there's that preacher dude. Wayne Wayne Dupree, a couple others. But so with that in mind, you know, at Will, tell us about like your are you still a conservative? I mean, uh, to tell us about your your transformation from, you know, uh, I'm guessing you were a, a Reaganite to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like I am. Uh, I guess if you asked my family, uh, you know, almost all of them of which are, you know, Fox News watchers and all that, that they would oh, uh, they would claim or if you follow me on Facebook and and many do and many, you know, comment because I am one that uh, many, many people follow Will on Facebook. Many of them great people. Yeah, well, there, um, you know, I had made a decision that, uh, you know, I didn't want to look at next November and be the guy or be like most everybody that's like, okay, well, I don't want to be that guy on Facebook, right? That's constantly mm-hmm. posting political stuff, whatever. And, and by the way, that's fine. Th- that's absolutely fine. I'm not saying that you're any less of an American, you, you know, whatever. I just personally was like, I don't want to go back on election night in November and it happened to be a Trump win, which I know I've said on here before, I don't believe will happen. You know, things have changed here and there. I'm sure we'll touch on it, but having, Mm -hmm. if that were to go down and think I I could have done more, you know, and one of the things that I find personally that is such a big issue in the country. And it's a big issue that I talk about regularly with a lot of members of my family and it involves the media and how they think that anything that comes from the media is a lie. Uh, you know, if it's mm-hmm. coming at an opposition of Trump. If they don't agree with it, right. 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 And so, well, that's fake news, and that's being led by Trump. And so I, I think that that is one of the biggest fundamental dangers to this country is that right now we don't know who to trust on what is true and what is not true. And I think a lot of people decide what is true based on what, you know, as you said, on what they want to hear. But at the same time, there has to be some sort of a line that we can't cross, whereas we can't have a blind eye or, or a deaf ear to things that are happening to the country, what people are doing to the country and say, well, this is fake or this isn't happening, because then before you know it, it'll be gone. Because if we don't trust anybody, then how are we going to know if things are happening that are a direct threat to the country. And so I had decided, uh, and I'm not saying that we're there yet. You know, I, you know, this isn't doom and gloom and that we've got apocalypse here on approach, but I do think that we are at a crossroads as a country where we've never had anybody like Donald J. Trump to occupy the white house and to lead a movement of people that he has over the course of the last four years. And I think it's important that we all have diligence and understanding that because I see something, I better find out if it's real or not. And you, a lot of the right in this country will say, oh, well, CNN, you know, they call it the Clinton News Network or, you know, uh, NBC. Or, why, are they so, why are they so stuck on Clinton when she's on a book tour right now? Uh, well, because they are... Well, I'll get to that in a moment because there's a there's okay. a belief that I have that um, the right in this country or just Republicans for that matter, because I think there's a lot of us that consider ourselves on the right that don't look at it this way. But I believe for the majority of especially Republicans that they look at liberals or Democrats 
as the true enemy of America, not right. ISIS, not Russia, um, not uh, although they'll look at it like ISIS obviously is as a threat, but they don't look to it as being anywhere near or as an immediate of a threat as somebody that is a left leaning politician uh, running the country or having the, mm -hmm. you know, them have the majority of Congress and then have somebody in the White House. I mean, they think that our country is going down the shitter and you're just like, okay, wait a minute here. I think that it's important that we look at things for what they are. And I was having this conversation with my brother-in-law recently. And I said, you know, your biggest thing is, is hating the media because you feel like they're lying to you. Where do you think that they're getting their news like to bring to you? Where are their sources? Their sources are coming from inside the government within a lot of these people that you it's heard testifying over the last two weeks. Now, granted, yeah, they may be hearing stuff from politicians, but a lot of what we have heard over the last year and really more of that, especially when it came to, um, you know, these investigations that had involved, you know, the FBI and Trump or the Mueller investigation, these people that are leaking certain elements of this to the media, they're non-political. These are people that are diplomats. These are people that serve our country and do so without doing it with the Republican or Democratic Party. And so those things being leaked, and then he calls it fake news, and everybody else just looks at it saying, well, that's, you know, it's the mainstream media. Well, no. And then the problem is with Trump especially is that so much shit happens all the time that we've almost forgot about a month or two ago, one element of it where he blatantly is out there in front saying something specific is fake news. And we come to learn later that it's true, but we can't even go back and really expose that or spend time on it because we're, there's so much other stuff involved to it. It's just like one little thing like, oh yeah, hey, by the way, remember when the Washington Post and the New York Times reported that? Remember how it's true? Yeah. Well, they don't even remember that because it was two months ago and so much other shit has happened. He has created like he, this it's chaos. Like, it's like it's like craziness overload. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it, I think that that's where we're in a really tough state right now. And, you know, for me, you know, I, I believed in smaller government. I, I believe in lower taxes, but I believe in lower taxes that enable a strong middle class in this country. Because right. I believe that a middle having a strong middle class is what is the biggest driver of having a strong economy. Whereas right. if you have somebody like a Donald Trump, they believe that if you give the quote unquote job creators, uh, you know, the ability by giving them more money that they will reinvest and create more jobs. Well, but folks, we that's false. it's false. It, you know, in a, in a, in a perfect world, if these people were all, as great a people as we hope that they would be, then they would do that. But that's not how they do it. You know, it, yeah, I am a Reagan guy, but trickle down economics is a false, uh, it's a falsehood. Yeah, it didn't it, work. It, it, it's every bit as false as a, you know, well, liberal I, I, utopia. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say, well, I wouldn't say the trickle down economics was false. I would say the trickle down, trickle down economics did not work the way that Reagan had intended it to work. It, I, 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 well, and that's because it's corporate greed. Yeah. But again, this is still yeah, something yeah. that the United, the, the Republican Party. And, no, 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 no. I, I mean, look, you know, back in the early 80s, it, 
It's easy to look at something. Theory. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to look at yeah. something and say that that's makes the sense. Theory, but that's not what happened in practice. Well, right. right. But I mean, you know, the theory of it may still be right. I mean, I still believe that the it theory be. could be it right. Should be. It should be right. Yeah, I, but yeah. it, it didn't, but, you know, it didn't go that way and it won't go that way. No, and they're trying to no. do it again. And, you know, it, it just, it, we have gone, it's, it's amazing. I saw this today. Uh, years ago, Trump had, you know, he, you know, bloviates about everything, right? I mean, he, bra- he like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's going to be the greatest ever. He, he talked about right. how in eight years of being a president that he was going to wipe out the deficit. In three years, yeah, he's raised it. Trillion. 65% he's raised it. And it's because he's creating this huge bubble by giving, you know, the top percenters. And so, and everybody's like, well, yeah, my, uh, my 401k is doing great. Mm-hmm. And my response mm-hmm. to that is like, well, one, incredibly selfish. You know, just because something is good for you doesn't mean it's good, you know, for the for the greater whole. And, and you know, excuse me for being, you know, the idealist and all that. But just if it's good for you and only for you, it's only going to matter for a small period of time. There's a reason why we call right. these things a bubble. And that bubble will burst. And this bubble is going to burst. So... Yeah. yeah, I don't think that it's it's fair right here. And I think that they, you have to find a way to get these people, especially those top percenters, to be paying more taxes. Because I do believe that although you have certain government programs that are run very poorly, that they're still unnecessary. They're, they're necessary. You can't just right. eliminate food stamps. You can't uh, eliminate, um, you know, these, these things. And it's just one of those things that, unfortunately, over the course of time, that has rang true, and it's becoming more exposed, but people still just want to deny it, is the fact that the majority, great majority of Republicans and conservatives that believe that you've got to get get rid of certain social programs and this and that all happen to be older, they're boomers, and they're white. And And most of them are on food stamps. I'm sorry. <laughs> or most of them are on food stamps. No, no, I mean the people that want to eliminate them. The, oh, the people, well, <clears throat> yeah, the people that want to eliminate them, do they feel that way, but they have a skewed sense of what reality is in America. And they yeah. look at people in poor communities like, you know, pull up your bootstraps and, you know, and and make it work. You know what's what's And that's really diff- that is is that it's the uh they look at people in poor communities of color and say that well well here's it well they they do that well they do that but you can't really blame them for doing that because the majority of those neighborhoods that are so poor are people of color are the minorities that's not not necessarily true either it's just the majority of the neighborhoods that are publicized that are economically depressed are those of color because when you go into kentucky and alabama and mississippi and, and a lot of those places there's a lot in West Virginia and things like that. Those areas, those are not people of color that are living in those shacks and trailer homes. That's true. Like that. that That is true. You and it's a fair saying? point. But why are those areas not as publicized as the black areas? <laughs> Do we really want to go down that rabbit hole? No, I'm just saying the reason why. <laughs> well, because look, I, I don't want to say per capita. Like those area. people out That's there that are, are poor and white, you know, or, you know, they're committing a ton of crimes. They are. Yeah. Um, they they're are. they're committing, but you know, where are they? They're not in cities. 
You know, they're in little hollers all over the place. Yeah, you do have some in cities, but stuff that happens in cities is going to be more on the forefront of what you see, what is on the news. It's a narrative in itself. That's that's the thing is that, you know, during the Great Depression, the face of poverty was white. Mm -hmm. And then when they wanted to switch the narrative and demonize poverty, that's when they started switching the faces of poverty and they didn't want to talk about how how poverty and crime go hand in hand Mm -hmm. regardless of what what race is impoverished and uh you know it's it's just a narrative and it's conditioning and it's 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 the utilization of the the concept of fear as one of the greatest mechanisms of control that there's ever been in in, Mm -hmm. in history so yeah that that's that's true and and i'll i'll expound on that a little bit so you have this narrative You have this idea where, like, if you watch an older movie, like, let's say Oliver, okay? Please, mm-hmm. sir, may I have another? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and you have the scenes in the beginning of the movie where you have the poppers going and stealing a loaf of bread. Yep. Those those people were obviously poor, and they were, but what they were doing was not fr- framed as crime. It was no. framed as survival. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So when you see. Well, shit. I mean, so, now, they glorify uh, Al Capone. Ab- that, that's that's a different right. thing. That's the romanticizing of 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 crime of, of heinous crime. Like the yeah. people who Al Capone killed were not happy about what Al Capone was doing to them at the time. But now we romanticize it because he's like this this pop culture icon, and that's just a weird thing about you know how many how many true crime podcast do we have of people just are, are infatuated with crime and 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 right because we'll talk about al capone you know, we won't talk crime. about bumpy johnson who worked with al capone you know what i mean yeah well, well I, mean, I mean these is, these are these are examples of those in yeah. in white america but, that have you know they were committing crime because of you know how poor everybody was you know this is when we were going through the depression what got us out of the depression was the lift on prohibition and before that, you know, we glorify these people that are really tough and they went up and, you know, they uh, did whatever they had to do, right, in, in order right. to make it in, in this and that. But, um, you know, but if you're black, you're, you know, you're stupid, oh, you're, and just, also you're you a killer. You know, you're, you're, uh, a lot of our, a lot of the famous, uh, the Rockefellers and the Kennedys, they made their money bootlegging. That's how they got right. their money. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... You know, we don't talk about that though. How do we get into this topic? I forget. But the, but the, the. So let's. Um, first of all, fascinating discussion. But we need to get to impeachment. Um, so uh, here's what I want to do. I'm going to hard segue us here uh, before the podcast becomes three hours. Um, we there has been some rumblings lately. Uh, there have been some. I guess you'd call them breaking news stories where there are a, a number of people within the Trump inner circle that uh, were basically not going to testify. They were Trump has been pushing this narrative of that there's nothing going wrong. It's been a perfect call. Everything was perfect. And anybody who says anything different is just insane. They're lying. They're part of the deep state. They're part of the corrupt media. And they're they part of the Illuminati. Themselves. They're part of the Illuminati with no skull question. and bones. But now uh, former White House counsel Don McGahn uh, has been told by a federal judge, and we'll have to see if this goes to the Supreme Court, 
so Kavanaugh and Gorsuch can um, change it. But has been told that he has to testify uh, in pr- in front of the impeachment inquiry uh, panel. So that's probably not the right word, but whatever. Um, is this th- this guy is supposed to be one of the closest people to the inner circle of Trump? And one of the narratives that has been going on on the right is that everything has been second or third hand information, which is somewhat an accurate characterization, but. Not after, Sondland, the... not after Sondland and uh, um, was it Fiona Hill or was it Ms. Cooper? After they testified, they they heard the call. They they heard so. the call, but this this narrative had been going on for the last few weeks where it was yeah. all second and third hand information. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. It does, just because it's second or third hand information doesn't necessarily make it um, untrue. You know, a, 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 no yeah, shit, you don't. If you walk if outside in the morning, one, if, if you walk outside in the morning and there's snow on the ground. You pretty well know that it snowed the night before. You didn't have to be up hammering heaters watching the snow come down to know that it snowed. Right. right. And if you told me that it snowed and I said, well, my friend told me that it snowed. Oh, well, your friend must be fake news. Yeah. Your friend. Oh, is, how do I know that he doesn't work? How do you know? Agenda. He had, yeah, he works for the salt company. He's in bed with the Clintons. Um, but, you know, uh, just wrapping that up, the the point is, is that the, the right wing with their hypocrisy, they'll get seventeenth hand information on Uranium One, and I oh, have yeah. no love for oh, Hillary yeah. Clinton whatsoever. If you were to tell me that Hillary Clinton committed a crime and she was going to go to jail, I would say probably so, and I would smile because I hate her. But guess what? If she did something, she did it, and if she didn't, she didn't. We saw the Mueller report. There was multiple instances of attempts to obstruct justice and some really, really strong fingers pointing at the intent to collude, whether or not he actually accomplished anything is right. one story, you, whether or not he would have or could have right. or wanted to was a completely different thing. Because if you attempt murder, you still go, you still get arrested, don't you? You still get arrested. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, which, which makes um, what the Republicans were doing and saying, especially Jim Jordan going, you know, there was nothing there. Nunez saying, uh, you know, we had this with, you know, the Mueller report, nothing was there. And you're like, wait a minute here. But we just had six saying, people were convicted. Yeah, they keep saying nothing. And, and that's that that goes back to what you said before, Will. And I love having you on because I don't have to talk so much. Um, it, it's, it's great to get someone up. But the the here's the thing. And I, I want to leave it with this and I'll let you guys talk about this. What you just said is so true. And it rings back to what you said before about people who listen to Fox News. You have an escape clause, and Trump, in his, this is one thing he's done that I find to be rather brilliant. He has created a narrative where that no matter what the news is that is negative against him, all he has to do is say it's not true. Yeah. Because it's always a conspiracy against him. Yeah. It's like a seven year old who always is pointing the finger and saying someone else did it and it really wasn't me and all my classmates are out to get me because I have pimples. It's, it's, they're, they have an escape for everything, and Hannity and Tucker and Ingram are really the the mechanisms within the clock that keep this thing going. So what I want to hear from both of you guys is I want you guys to talk a little bit about this impeachment. I'll chime in as needed. But, uh, Will, I want to start with you as the guest. Um, are you happy with where we're at? Do you think that the impeachment is going to go anywhere? And what do you think has been the most damning testimony at, to this point? And then, Haas, um, you can jump in whenever you want. Um, yeah, and I'll try not to get too much of a soliloquy in here and give Haas some time. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's like 20 fine. minutes have gone by after uh, I can <laughs> rant on this. But um, am I happy? Well, first of all, my overall uh, 
feeling on any of this is not happy at all. Uh, because what it really saddens me that we have shown as a country that we can put somebody like this and, and be a leader uh, of us. And uh, what it shows the world is uh, from a world that does have a sense of looking at us like we are the most you know decadent and selfish uh, people uh, around the world, uh, which you know for all my life I'm like yeah whatever you know we like what we like we're good at what we do and we're good but I felt like that the idea of America and what we represented w was still the idea of good in this country uh, or good in the, around the world and, and that's not what is happening right now in the sense that uh, and and also on this impeachment one thing that I would like to happen more than anything else. And it has me uh, conflicted because on one hand, I don't want to see us as a country in any way whatsoever allow somebody to use the presidential office uh, for their own gain, uh, to abuse that power. Uh, and there are specific reasons why James Madison, uh, among the others, specifically put in the impeachment impeachment parts of the Constitution because at first they were actually against that. Because they looked at it as something that should always be the will of the people, that the people should always be deciding this. And then once they had debated it and discussed it and decided that you could have a corrupt person that would be willing to uh, give up elements of national security for their own gain in office, they had to make sure that there were things in place that would stop that. Uh, ironically enough... Well, not ironically enough. I mean, it just took a few hundred years, but you know, here we are, somebody doing exactly what these framers wanted uh, to avoid or wanted to make sure that we can get rid of. But yet on the other hand, I don't want him to become a martyr and I don't want the rest mm. of the country and everybody else looking at this like, oh, it's the only way they've wanted to get rid of him since day one. I want him to be voted out of office. And so that has me conflicted. But at the end of the day, our, our, our government and our republic, our democracy has to about to be, it has to be about a rule of law. And we can't mm -hmm. allow that somebody to break the law in the highest office. Nobody is above the law. I, I am, you know, Dutch, you said this earlier, and I totally agree. Because no, I don't like Hillary Clinton. No, I do not like a lot of the Democrats. And I don't align uh, or, or look at myself as a liberal or a Democrat. But I don't care how much you hate Adam Schiff. Everything that Adam Schiff said in that final speech that he gave, the final rant, uh, the closing, was absolutely right. You know, Donald Trump, a day after... The Mueller investigation in which, you know, and Mueller had, uh, you know, the press conference or the test. It was the day after one of those things where he is on the phone with President Zelensky that yeah. he immediately went and felt like he is above the law, that he can do whatever yeah. he wants. Validated. Exactly. And, and so that's important because it does matter in this country to be right. And I know there's a lot of people out there that may listen to this or, you know, just are involved in politics or maybe they're not involved in politics. And, and I've heard this a little bit here and there and they say, well, you know, like everybody does that. Come on. Like, well, you like, you don't think that the president's no, they don't do this. That is why you heard from, you heard every member of Congress when they asked every single one of the witnesses, 
Have you ever seen this or heard about this before? And all of them who have served, most of them under multiple presidents from both parties, have said they have never seen or heard anything like this before. Nothing close to it. So to think that this is something that just goes on in politics and in governing because you believe that all of it is corrupt to a certain element is just is false. This is a line that has been crossed that we can't allow to cross. What really uh, makes me more upset is in watching this play out over the last two weeks that you have Nunez, you've got Jim Jordan, and you've got others out there that are looking to the American people and talking and grandstanding in there and telling you falsehoods or flat out lies. Mm -hmm. And they know, they know, they know full well what they are telling you is that they think that you're too stupid to know or that you don't want to know because you want to just blindly follow Trump. No matter what, you don't want to worry about what he does. You like him yeah, and you is, just want him to keep boring. on going. This is boring. You don't, you don't need to, you know, don't read that fine print. Right. You know, the, 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 <laughs> right. This is, you know, and, and then what was great about, you know, what was happening, uh, the parts. Watch. I was bored, but I was watching. It was boring. Yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. Um, and, and when they say that, uh, and Donald Trump, I'm like, they're, they're all trying to get you not to watch. And then. It was funny because on that first or second day when that happened, you see Trump, you see both of his sons tweeting out how it was boring. And then guess what you heard? These, um, some of the people that were on the committee, uh, the congressmen that were, or congresswomen actually, because there was one of them in there, I believe from New York. And they were saying certain things like, oh, well, the ratings are really down. I'm like, wait, wait. One guy said it during the thing. I'm like, you don't, I was listening to it going, you don't know that. You can't, you don't have that information right now. So basically, you just told something to everybody that has in no way an ability to be true. I mean, right. unless you're Sean McManus at CBS, like, is seeing that, I don't even know if he has access to it, like, as it's happening. It's the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. And the thing that, the one parts that I did like about it is that the Republicans would push these silly, stupid things like, oh, this is hearsay. Well, okay, but you do realize that Trump is not allowing these people to testify. Or he's calling for executive privilege and taking it to court so they can't testify right now. So the people that actually know don't. And then, of course, you know, you have Sondland that goes in there and says it. So they had to get rid of that. And then they had to say yeah. virtually every single argument that they kept bringing up the following day, it would be defunct. Right. It, it would just be one. They would have testimony from a witness that would refute essentially what they were fighting for, screaming Jim Jordan, blah, 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 so annoyingly the entire day. Uh, a witness the Shouldn't next day would, re would refute it. Battling no sex uh, charges. Yeah, no kidding. And I'll, I'll leave it at this because it was – once you got to Fiona Hill and David Holmes, you're just kind of like – you know, I was Facebook messaging, you know, a few people that, you know, we had gone back and forth. They're, they're friends and so, like, we were kind of discussing mm -hmm. it instead of doing the whole battle back and forth on Facebook. And I said right. – after this testimony, I go, you know, everybody was like, well, you know, they didn't even, there was no quid pro, quid pro quo because the aid wasn't, get, or the aid was eventually given. Well, yeah, but it was held up. 
They were trying to do this. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's against the law. And somebody probably told him it was against the law. And then it was, you know, broken on the news. And then that day, the aid is released. And then they say, well, there's no clip. Yeah. Okay. Well, that again, that goes to the whole snow analogy or the, you know, murder, attempted murder, you know, attempting to do a crime is still a crime. And then they said, well, it's impossible for him to extort, bribe, or, you know, ask for a quid pro quo when they don't even know about it. And they, then they were going and all bang, full force bang. on that. And then the next day, you had uh, the woman that was uh, served under Pompeo that was like, yeah, my people in Ukraine are calling me and going, what, uh, like, what's going on here? So each and everything they did uh, really was basically shot down. And so you're just kind of looking at like, what else you got? And now we're hearing about Nunez. And so the one thing that really kind of hurt me a little bit is uh, as I'm watching and I'm seeing Texas Congressman Will Hurd, who was a stand-up guy throughout the entire thing. He's a former uh, CIA officer, I believe. He only, did not. He's the only African-American congressman in, in, on the right, I believe. Uh, wouldn't shock me, but. What about Tim yeah. Scott? Is Tim Scott a senator? He's a senator. Okay, but yeah, be that heard, as it may, heard, you know he was the, um, the congressman from the Texas state line. Um, that's his his um, his district okay. is along the border. Yeah, yeah. He just, you know, he was great. He was, you know, being and they. I thought everybody was really respectful of the witnesses, you know, for the most part, and telling them, you know, for the right and the left about how much they appreciated their service and really showed an amount of respect and didn't demonize them, uh, you know, like the president had, but especially Will Hurd. And Will Hurd wasn't, you know, sounding off or anything. He was asking direct questions, was going towards it. And so it really disappointed me at the end for him to say, this was bad, but it's nothing that you found as impeachable. But at the very least, I'll say, that is the argument that, as an American, that I it would be much better to have. If you want to say, yeah, okay, if right this now. is impeachable, let's have that argument. I think that that is a valid argument to have. I believe that he should be impeached, but that should be the argument, not whether this stuff happened or who's lying or yeah, pushing that ridiculous lie that Ukraine right. um, was involved in our election because that's what Putin has been trying to prove the whole time. And he hasn't been able to because our own intelligence departments have all said that's not true. And now it's being pushed by the Republicans. Like, yeah, but they're, d- they're fake news, though. They're, they're just uh, they're a bunch of Lisa Pages and Carter. Carter Page and, and Lisa Carter, whatever the fuck their it's names terrible. were. Well, that's it. I, I mean, and that's the reason why I said that that's the enemy of the United States, according to Republicans. That it, it's not the Russians because you wouldn't allow, you wouldn't give aid to Putin and Russia by even, you know, lifting up this theory, which Fiona Hill, Dr. Hill tried to, you know, say this has no truth of it whatsoever. And they keep pushing it. And now Putin's happy about that. And so that's why I came to, you know, the belief that. You know, in Republicans' eyes, the enemy of the United States of America is are the Democrats, are liberals, or you know, so-called socialists. The social, yeah, the socialist yeah. liberals, the sheeple, the, the sheeple. It's it's and, and Hassan, I'm gonna let you get, get in here, but I I just want to. There's nothing left for me to say. Touch, well, yeah, you, there really isn't. That's why we like having Will on. So, <laughs> it's fine. That's Chambers, fine. That's great. Yeah, that's great. I can hour. puff my cigar and, and um, just. <laughs> but, but it's almost akin to remember how I mentioned Oliver a bit ago. Yes. Um, it's almost like they said, well, Oliver stole the bread, but he got caught a block away, 
and the store owner took the bread back. So therefore, Oliver never ate the bread. So therefore, he never stole the bread. Therefore, there is no crime. right, right. That that mm-hmm. where that I doesn't got that work. analogy from is, is I don't know, <laughs> but the the because I'm a smart guy. I was a really good student at the best school. I'm not like a smart guy. Okay. Okay. Right. See, I'm a smart guy, and but it's it it's similar to that. And also, I th- I find it amusing how the Ukrainian president was when he was interviewed next to Trump. And they were asking him about the call that he said he didn't want to get involved in U.S. politics and like right, totally sidestepped right. everything. And then Trump said at the end of it, in other words, no quid pro quo. And he said crow, not quo. He said quid pro quo. Um, but Big Haas, uh, any follow up thoughts that you have here before we go to break? Well, I really agree with with everything Will has just had to say there. And, you agree um, with a Republican, a white Republican? Oh, but you can't God. do that anymore. I, I, oh, I am a God. I am a legitimate. Well, boogie. actually, you know what? I, I am still registered, so I guess you can. I consider myself oh, independent. Of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe. All right. Fair enough. It's just right, it's, it's so turn. fun. It's just amazing to me. Um, you know, and 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 throughout all of this. You know, in the face of, you know, nobody respects the military more than me. You guys need to respect the veterans. This the whole the Kaepernick kneeling is disrespect to the veterans. I love the military. Da, That's da, 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 why da, da. I pardoned the right. seal who stabbed the well, guy. Well, then here's the thing. You know, all of these people that have been saying all of this stuff about respecting the military and how Kaepernick's a piece of shit because he knelt and that's disrespectful to the military, blah, blah, blah. As soon as Vidman... Got on, got up there to testify. They all start eviscerating him. And he's sitting there in his uniform. He's been injured in duty. You know, he's served how much time in Afghanistan and Iraq and stuff. And this this military veteran, who we should be, you know, venerating for, you know, number one, and fighting for his country mm-hmm. as an immigrant, for, as a toddler. He came here as a toddler. You know, this ain't this ain't the movie Salt, right. <laughs> where you know some dude came here at three years old, already pre-programmed to to to. If, you know, underrated and, movie by the way. So Obama, yes. Obama was programmed since birth to infiltrate America. We all know, but that. yeah, 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 in Kenya, true. in it's Kenya, provable, yeah, provable. So, um, but to see the hypocrisy going on, you know, we talk about the rule of law. We talk about respect the military. We talk about, you know, these are things that conservatives love to spout. But when it comes to Trump, well, he may have extorted that guy or he may have, you know, engaged in this, but he may have had, you know, done this. But you better respect our military until you until a member of our military, a decorated member of our military testifies against Trump. It just shows the blatant hypocrisy mm-hmm. there's a willful there's a there's a willful ignorance and a i mean i think that um psychologists and sociologists will do extensive uh studies on cognitive dissonance uh in years in in coming years based on these last f- 3 or 4 years I, I wonder a, it's if case, it's going it's to a really study from hell. Yeah, and I wonder how uh, how it would be looked at as if it's going to change because you know I I do look at it that it is going to change, uh, and for the better. 
I, I believe very firmly that when we talk and, and Haas, you nailed it. Um, and especially in making the comparison to Kaepernick. And I know we don't want to get sucked into that vortex, but, you know, right. just quickly on that, that people we get sucked into Kaepernick every week. Well, I mean, people don't understand that he was the whole. <laughs> oh, they understand, Will. No, they understand. They, they just don't want some, to. No, you know what? Honestly, the action of kneeling was to honor veterans, right. was to sometimes honor the military. He was sitting. He was sitting on the bench at first. Yeah, a, he changed right. Someone, to kneel to signify what soldiers do when their brother, sisters and brethren, when they die on the battlefield and they kneel before, you know, the gun and the backpack and that whole deal. Right. It, it's to signify that, but they don't want to believe they that the flag, the folded flag to the, to the parents. Right. Or wife. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that that's where we have this problem. But but some but, people don't, honestly, some people don't know that. And I, and, and I will tell you, I've told that story to people who didn't, clearly didn't know that story because they don't talk about that story on Fox News, you know, and, and I've told that story to a, a number of people and all of them, I think, left that conversation thinking slightly differently. They, I, they always I, backtrack to, I, I, oh, I couldn't agree more. I, I completely turned socks, my uncle though. on it. I completely turned him. He goes, yeah. what? He's like, is that true? And I'm like, Billy, this was in Sports Illustrated. This was yeah. a mm-hmm. feature in Sports Owned Illustrated. CNN. I They're met CNN. I met <laughs> Nate Boyer. Nate Boyer yeah. is a Green Beret. I talked with him for 20, 30 minutes at the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. Uh, cool. And dropping. We were j- well. Yeah. And the reason actually, why I always he actually retweeted um, when I when I posted something about this years about a year ago. I, te- I I put his Twitter handle on there. Mm-hmm. Nate Boyer, I, I actually, I mistakenly put on the tweet that he was an Army Ranger. And yeah. he retweeted yeah. my tweet and said, I was a Green Beret. But other than that, yes. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, Nate Boyer re- retweeted a voice from the underground. Isn't that tweet, cool so. shit? That's yeah. So cool. Well, and, and let me tell you, you know, they don't make him any better than Nate Boyer. And uh, I've talked to people and I've talked to veterans. I've talked to a friend that's a Navy SEAL. And he is adamantly against Colin Kaepernick. And I explained that to him, and even he still struggles with it. So not everybody's going to turn around on it, but I said, look, the coin that you gave me, the coin that you gave me that has the, you know, the engraving of the kneeling, I go, that's why he does it. And when I talked to Nate out in Minneapolis, you know, just... You know, at first it's like, you know, because we're just meeting each other or whatever. And I'm, you know, there with ESPN and all that. And then so you kind of get through that like little bit there. And then, you know, as we start talking and he kind of lets down his guard a little bit and we start talking, you know, more freely about because we're clearly on the on the same side of this. And it it just the the frustration of of trying to be in what he called the radical middle, which I think was right. But if you could just see his. um you know, his Place mannerisms. I'm there all the time. <laughs> he, he just was, you know, he looked uh, exhausted. He just looked exhausted. You know, that he, that's all he does is trying to explain the, uh, something that is what the truth is to people that just don't want to hear it. And they don't want to. It's, it's so terrible. But, it is what it is. but, Frankly, there's a reason why one of the biggest things on social media now is using boomer, like okay, boomer. Those people are going away. <laughs> it really I is. I don't necessarily like that my way myself. But, yeah. Well, I do because I think that they are the ones 
They oh, are the, the baby ones. boomer thing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I remember that now. So yeah. uh, I got a great anecdote for you guys. I, I know. Do you want to hit a break okay. first, or do you want to you want to hear the anecdote first? Yeah, you know what? Um, yeah, let's hit. Let's no. Let's hear the anecdote first, and then we'll do break. So I get much. a call. Um, Dutch, you know, uh, follow me on Facebook as I said earlier that I'm I'm one that made the decision that I, I, what I try to do is I try to post. I'm not posting memes of you know funny sayings about you know how Trump's a doofus. But what I'm trying right. to do is post, you know, stories that are exposing what the truth is. Uh, you know, I had an aunt that uh, was trying to tell me in a certain uh, gun debate, because again, this is what, according to my family, I'm to the left. And I'm like, no, no, no. I believe in the Second Amendment, but I believe that we should have stricter uh, background checks. And I'm not so sure these high-powered weapons, or I, I know for a fact I was saying it in jest, but like... These high-powered weapons don't need to be on the streets. And so we were having that debate back and forth. And so – and she had told me like, well, you know, did you know that, uh, you know, if I have a gun that I can't even uh, allow Stephanie, her daughter, to use it even if it was like to go out to hunt or defend herself? And I'm like, that's the bill that's on Mitch McConnell's desk. And I'm like, and so-and-so, that's actually 100% inaccurate. In fact, the bill says that not only can you let her borrow it. You can let her have it as your daughter. You can right. totally do that. And if you want to loan a gun to a friend, you can do that too, as long as they're not using it for malicious intent or for um, right. you know, whatever, they're, you know, a criminal or something like that. But that is what they believe when people are coming for their guns and all that. And so, you know, I've been going through this over the last, you know, the course of the last several, several months, and I got a call from my father. Now, all my family, uh, is from the Chicago area. And one of my close, uh, my dad's close friends uh, up there is a pretty well-connected guy. And he okay. said oh, that he got a call. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to drop any names, although if it, don't, it, do it. don't do it if you don't have to. No, no, no I don't. I don't. Why well, don't want to drop this person's name, but the person. So essentially. Don't worry. Well, no one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, there was a guy up there. That was a long time, I'm pretty sure he's an icon in television news in Chicago, and he has retired sometime in the last few years. I think he was on the ABC affiliate or or whatever. Okay. I think I know you might be talking about. But. I, uh, I am not friends with him on Facebook. Uh, I don't even know who he is, uh, only because I haven't lived in Chicago. Um, so, but he has a friend that is... You know, somebody that I am friends with on Facebook. That's one of my dad's close friends, as I was telling you. And so this guy that's my dad's close friend calls him and he's just like, hey, he's like, we got to talk about your son. He's like, okay, what's going on? He's like, what is going on with Will on Facebook? And my dad's like, yeah, I know. You know, he's just, you know, he feels really strongly and this and that. And he's like, well, I got a call from so-and-so. And he said, uh... I don't if you if you remember his name fine say it I don't really care but uh he go he called this person and said so you know this guy right and he's like well he's the son of one of my close friends he's like well I'm telling you right now he's got to stop this if he wants any career whatsoever this could kill his career and so my father felt compelled to call me and tell me this and my dad, if you know him, the nicest guy in the world, he's not, you know, big on conflict and he doesn't want to, he just wants to be like, you know, Will, I just want to tell you, you know, this and that. I mean, he's, he couldn't be a nicer guy. 
And so he's, he's telling me this. He's like, you should know that this and that. And I go, well, let me make sure I'm getting this right. I said, first of all, I'd like to ask, um, you know, my career where? Like, like where is this necessarily? I mean, I, I can understand how posting political on Facebook is going to hurt, but I, I live in the opinion business. Um, you know, I, I don't really think that it, you know, it matters so much in that, but, uh, you know, take it for what it is. I, I, I definitely, I see it. I can see how it turns people off. I understand it. But if this is putting my career in peril, you're calling to tell me that somebody I'm not even friends with in Chicago, that is an icon in the broadcasting business up there is calling people to talk to them about me in Dallas. And that's a right. bad thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I go, that's dad, I, I go, you know what? I, I hosted, I, I, I'm in a top five media market. I hosted the midday show on ESPN radio for two years and was on that station for three and a half years. I've been on national radio here and there doing spots and it's like that. I have never been more viral than what you just gave me. Hmm. <laughs> so finally they noticed you. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Um, I had to walk out with my pants off for people to pay attention to me. Yeah, I like I always said I wasn't going to do it the uh, you know the cheap way. So anyway, God. it's well you know it, things go things go viral for the strangest reason. That is interesting though. Um, but you know I think it is time for a break. Um, I'll tell you what, listener, we got some stuff to talk about. We'll be right back on voice from the underpants. I mean, underground. Hey, come back. Voice from the underground. Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Brian, and I've got a show called The Herfcast. The Herfcast is cigars and conversation. It's not necessarily just about cigars. It's more of a long-form conversation with guests. I just like to sit here, talk, smoke a cigar, and have a couple of drinks with people. That's what I do. So if long-form conversation with local comedians, random guests, the occasional race relations episode, if that's going to interest you, then check out The Herfcast. TheHerfcast.com, and you can find the podcast just about anywhere podcasts are found. The Herfcast. Do you watch Friends? Do you watch How I Met Your Mother? Then you should listen to How I Met Your Friends. Hi, I'm Kathleen. And I'm Julie, and we are the ladies behind How I Met Your Friends, the podcast that explores the similarities and theories of Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Every week, we watch an episode from each show and dive deep into the crossovers and catchphrases. So if you've ever noticed the similarities between these fantastic shows, come check out our podcast. You can reach us on social media at How I Met Your Friends Pod or email Pod at gmail.com. If you're looking for a sports hosting show that gives you the flavor. Tom Brady thrown for over 60,000 yards, the most playoff victories, the most Super Bowls, the most Super Bowl MVPs. He is not the greatest of all time. That brings the energy. Shaq quote, the earth is flat. Close quote. The earth is round. That isn't about 
this or that. It ain't this or that. Charles Barkley, 1994. You stole two home games in the Western Conference semifinals against the Rockets. Your team blows it in seven. One year later, up three games to one. Two games at home. And you blow that too. Then you've come to the right place. I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guy, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! On Cole Sports with the Z. This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Voice from the Underground, the podcast with a special guest, Will Chambers, and the one and only, the illustrious... I believe you've met my fitness consigliere. They call him Big Hussein. Give me them burpees, damn it. Give me them burpees. Uh, <laughs> listener, if you're enjoying this nonsense, despite uh, the audio glitches we've had the last couple of weeks, um, which I'll figure those out, but if you're enjoying this shit, uh, please do consider supporting this podcast we have three different tiers at which you can support us and i'll tell you where you can do that in just a second you can sign up for two bucks a month that's all it takes two dollars a month 24 dollars measly dollars a year that's like one latte uh (laughs) it's ridiculous um but you can support us for two bucks a month you will shout you on the air you can help support independent media and of course as always we give one third of all of our patreon money to charitable causes such as autism or wounded warrior doctors without borders etc etc you can do the five dollar tier at the five dollar tier you're going to get a coffee mug with our mugs on it yeah at the ten dollar tier guess what you're going to get the ten dollar tier you're going to get a free voice from the underground t-shirt and a coffee mug a t-shirt a a t-shirt and a mug and you get to come (laughs) on the show you get to come on the show and shoot your shit. You get to come on the show and shoot your shit. So, listener, if you would like to support our show, you can do that. You can simply go to www.patreon.com forward slash VFU podcast. Again, that's www.patreon.com forward slash VFU podcast and support the show there. You can also check out our website, which is www.patreon.com vfupodcast.yolasite.com there's some good information there that's y-o-l-a-s-i-t-e and of course uh, as always members of Big Heads Media as well as Danger Entertainment you go to bigheadsmedia.com uh, and you can check out all of the great podcasts there including Will's show uh, Will why don't you take this quick second and tell the listener what your show is and where they can find it yeah each and every week join Frank Cupolo, Adam Miller and myself for the podcast the most entertaining and really ridiculous podcast that deals with University of Kentucky sports. So the follow the Wildcats, find us on the Big Heads Media Network. Again, we are the Podcats. And you can find out which top recruit they'll be paying off this week. <laughs> easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. This isn't uh, Kansas. One and done, baby. One and done. <laughs> one and this done. ain't You're Kansas, all, not, boy. Not as, not as bad as Ohio State football or maybe Duke, but... Yeah. You guys are bad, man. Well, Duke, hey, I tell you what, they uh, Duke lost the bag man, so you know it's going to be hard for them to get those guys now. I, I have no tears for you know who I have the least amount of tears for is Kansas, though. I have no tears for Bill Self in Kansas after he screwed Illinois over. So he did screw but Illinois that's over. For, mm, well, yeah, 
that that that's for another show. Uh, I was so a few weeks ago, I was in the shower. Okay, and I'm going to give you a nice visual picture that's, here. Yeah, that does. And I said to myself, I said, that. you know, self, I'm getting tired of my son. My son is three. He has autism, and I have a lot of chest hair. So I Balls. decided that I was going to cut off my chest hair in the shower by waterproof Norelco razor. And because my son, he likes to grab my chest hairs when we were in the pool. This was probably about three months ago. And it's just get it just got to be so annoying because he would always grab my chest hairs because every time he thinks I'm going to set him down in the pool, he grabs on to whatever is the easiest thing to grab. And of course, daddy's chest hair is the thing to grab. So I'm, he's ripping my chest hairs out like handfuls at a time and it's excruciatingly painful. So I said to myself, okay, I'm going to cut them off. And then as I got down to the belly button, I said, you know, maybe I'll go a little bit further down into the nether regions and just shave all of it off. I'm in a lot better shape now. I can take my shirt off. Why have all this nappy hair all over my body? You can see it. You can see it now. You can see it. Yeah, I can finally see it. Um, It's poking (laughs) out by, you know, engage. Um, So let's just say this. By the end of the day, I looked like I had been in a fight, that boxing match with Wilder (laughs) a couple of days ago. And got my ass kicked, except that he decided to hit me with tiny little Ant-Man-sized punches all over my pasty white body. Um, right. <laughs> if only I had known. The visuals are here are Manscaped. phenomenal. Yes, right. Yes. they. I, I hope that you, you know, I'll put the video online. And yeah. That's just... Watch the video. <laughs> oh. I'm sure that that, that will go viral <laughs> and I'll have news. I'll have right famous newscasters getting back to me saying, oh, if he wants to go anywhere in life, he probably shouldn't be posting <laughs> shower videos. Uh, but you should get involved with Manscaped. Now, support for Big Heads Media and Voice from the Underground comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family uh, jewels. So, Big Haas. Um, yeah. You ever have any untrimmed pubes uh, down there when you're, you know, taking care of the business? You know something, man. You know, I've, I am, I am a, uh, I've been, I've been in the Manscaped business. I haven't used the Manscaped product yet. Hopefully, we'll get some samplers soon. But I have been in the Manscaped, They're in the mail, the Manscaping business for quite a while. And once when I was first uh, in that, in that, in doing, making my first forays into, you know, trimming the short and curlies. Um, had an unfortunate incident. Well, that's, I, that's not good. I, I had the clip. I thought I it was hair. Clippers. Yeah. I had some clippers and I was doing, you know, with the, the clippers you do with your hair, mm. with, your, with your head, you know, when you, and, uh, a brother sneezed. Mm. The other head. Mm. No, 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 no. It was, oh, snap. It was, it, was, it was more close to the trunk than the, I used to have 12 the, inches. Now I got four. Mm. No, I'm straight. I'm still good. That's, <laughs> you know, I could trip, I could trip 12 and still have some, you know, <laughs> not to please. But you know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Pause. But anyway, oh, God. That, that, talk, I sneezed a little bit. Visuals, that's not one. I sneezed a little bit. And I, um, let's just say you'd be surprised how much circulation gets to that area. And, uh, I was like, "Damn, am I gonna bleed today?" <laughs> but it God, I hope you weren't I drinking. Sneezed. Make it even apparently, worse. No. Apparently, you didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't, didn't breathe today. I'm thankfully. still here. But I, I, you know what? I was just I was trying to get my package in order. And, and you know, and, and any, 
anything I can use to get my package in order, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm trying to keep the wife happy. So I cannot wait for that uh, care package to come from Manscaped and give it a try. Well, you know, you shouldn't be using the same trimmer on your face as you are on your balls. That's just nasty. Well, now I shave with why. a blade razor, so I'm good. <laughs> I'll be frank. If you are, if you are single, I mean, like, because I can't speak for the married folks out there. I mean, like, when, when you're oh, married, married and you know, you got to keep your stuff. You got to keep it together, man. I, I, I hear you, and it's probably something like she appreciates or not, or she's used to. I have no idea. I could just say this from a single guy that's been forty years old and single. That if you're not taking care of that shit, that's a problem. You won't get taken care of. Yeah, you're not. Getting, I mean, it's just <laughs> you're not you know, get taken care of. Yeah, that that's something that you can't. I'm not saying that you know you go bald eagle all over a place, or whatever. But you know, get your shit in order, man. Just saying. Well, that's why this that's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, that Haas is advocating against by using a razor. <laughs> right. No, no, no. I use I use a razor for my face now. Oh, oh for your face. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. We thought Manscaped was gonna come and try to take our show away. Yeah, didn't but get Manscaped the lawnmower. Has redesigned huh? the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology. So this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also I waterproof. Like mm-hmm. It's waterproof, damn it. Yep. So in I the shower. used it in the shower. And for the next video, part two, it'll be Dutch in the shower trimming himself with oh, the manscaped. Shit. Oh, that's not. Uh, yeah, so that shit on pay-per-view. Yeah, I was going to say that. I don't know how you're going to get that That'd across say. Zuckerberg. Well, much like the boxing match, it'll be over in one punch. Oh, oh, oh man! <laughs> oh, baby! Uh, oh, baby! What a punch! Yeah, you said that. Not will me. um, will with the with the interest of getting you involved. Do we have a promo code? Oh, we do. It's uh, big heads. B i g h e a a d s. There you go. Big heads. Twenty percent off and free yeah, shipping. So you will get twenty percent off. Yes, 20% off with free shipping as we talk over each other. So get into the action and jingle your balls this upcoming Black Friday Let's make season. those so pubes of the past. Quite frankly, I, like if you're single and you're not doing I don't know what is wrong with you. You clearly have not had – I, it was early on in my 20s when I was alerted by a girl like, you know, it'd be a lot better if that was not as much as it is. And I was like, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> get the weed whacker the, behind the curve, right? Exactly right. So uh, there you go, listener. Uh, get on board with Manscaped. You can just go into Google, Google that shit, and then use that promo that, that promo code Big Heads, um, and you will keep your head big instead of tiny. Mm-hmm. Manscaped.com as well, I believe. Shower. Yeah, I'm sure it is, but I screwed up with the uh, my bookie one i thought it was dot com and it was dot ag or some shit like that so oh, that's not it but you know google's a wonderful thing you type it in there and it's boom it's so much better remember the aol keyword aol keyword oh my god IBM. i could get ptsd <laughs> from thinking about how long that would take to load You're taking us back Think, taking, taking us back that's that's almost as far back way, as way, way, way. yeah okay. a prodigy oh almost as far <laughs> prodigy people <laughs> pc all these companies that have come yeah, and gone, just and soon we will come and go. Uh, <laughs> no, right, right. Oh, that's right. He was Pratt. That's right. Mob Deep. Okay, what else we got to talk about here? Oh, you know what? We have everyone's favorite segment. Cue I want to know what I want to know what Huss is popping on. Welcome to the humidor with Big Huss. Find out what Huss is puffing and drinking today. If you try his suggestion, and you die. 
That is natural selection, and the VFU podcast is not responsible for you being weak and sauce. Now, the one, the only, Big Hoss. I'm not on drugs. Oh, let's go. Big Hoss, what are you drinking? What are you smoking on Haas's humidor today? I'm, I'm smoking and drinking real pro black today. <laughs> he was watching was, Watchmen. I ain't gonna bring Obama back, buddy. I'm just. I wish. I wish it would. God. I, I smoke. I smoke <laughs> these mugs and drink this drink every day. Then, but uh, <laughs> I, I am, I'd put uh, down a whole pack of them. Yeah, I would. I'd buy a box of these. I might buy a box anyway because well, we'll get to that. But um, I am smoking on the God of Thunder. Mm. By Kamalu Cigars, a black-owned brand. I think we were to say by Kamala Harris. <laughs> no, Kamalu, Kamalu, K-A-M-A-L-U Cigars, the God of Thunder. From Wakanda. I, I had a, a, a big Gordo today. It was about six and a half by, I want to say, 56 ring gauge or so. Pretty big, thick stick, pause. Um, huh. And... It is a nice, it's a nice dark Ecuadorian reddish brown wrapper. Uh, the binder is Dominican, and it's a five long filler uh, cigar. So you got a lot of great tobacco for the Dominican Republic, um, some Corojo, some, oh man, it's just, it's a bunch of beautiful blends in here. It's nice and creamy. It's a hodgepodge. It's not. I wouldn't. A hodgepodge cheapens. Yeah, it would cheapen. yeah, you're right. Would, you're right. You're right. It's not a hodgepodge. A myriad. It is a. It is a myriad. A a, a uh, premium blend of some of the best, uh, long long fillers there are, and uh, it was rolled in Dominican Republic, and uh, it's nice and creamy. I, I would give it a medium to full type of uh, profile. Doesn't put out a whole lot of smoke. Got a little bit of um, maybe some cedar or some type of wood as well as uh, like a creaminess and a nuttiness to it. Pause. Um, just <laughs> burns really even. The construction is really good. It's a very attractive looking cigar. The uh, band is a beautiful. You you see it on the... Uh, on the Instagram post, but it's a beautiful uh, insignia that they have on their band. Um, but it's a really good cigar, and it goes really good with the drink that I'm drinking. I am drinking a nice little snoop full, about two fingers full, of Uncle Nearest 1856 Premium Whiskey. Okay, now, do you know who Uncle Nearest is? Tell me who or that do is. Do you know who Uncle Nearest was? Uh, no. No. Okay. So, you know who Jack Daniels is? He's dead. I'm saying, do you know who Jack Daniels was? <laughs> yeah, are you familiar with Jack Daniels? I believe Wilson? he resided in Tennessee. Right. So, Uncle Nearest was the slave who taught Jack Daniels how to distill his whiskey. No, what, really? Yeah. Yeah. 100% true. Interesting. Um, so Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey is 
made with the process that Uncle Nearest taught to Jack Daniels family when he was a slave back in the day. And they finally chose, started to honor him. It was like an open secret for a very long time that this black guy was the person who actually was the perfecter of the distillation process for Jack Daniels whiskey. And, you know, if it, it finally, you know, the word started getting out and people started doing news pieces on it and things like that uh, a few years huh. ago. And now to honor him, Uncle Nearest, 1856 premium whiskey is born. And it I'm is sure it's very popular strong. in conservative circles. Jesus Christ, this whiskey is strong. And, I would uh, hope so. That sounds like it. That's a cool story. If you've got a whiskey with a, you know, a good story, that's always. It's also got to be good because the story will get you to the first sip, and then everybody's been like, "What it's the?" Really fuck? But still, you know, there's a lot of good whiskeys you know out here that don't have a story um, like that. When you look at the uh, the picture that I posted on uh, Instagram on the VFU podcast, it's called v- at VFU podcast on Instagram. If you look at that picture, you'll see the top of the bottle. And on the neck of the bottle is a little booklet and it tells the story of Uncle Nearest. And it huh. talks about it talks about how he um you know perfected the process. So this is a Jack Daniels mate this is a Jack Daniels branded whiskey, basically. They're getting the money for this. They yeah, they're it, still right? profiting a little bit. And they got okay. a nice little they got a nice little recipe for a, a great drink. That you can make, and I'm gonna make it the next time I have some Uncle Nearest. Uh, it's called Tennessee Gold. But um, as far as when I when I when I take a puff of this, when I take a drink of the Uncle Nearest, which already just like blasts you with caramel and 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 hickory or whatever wood that is, and that smokiness, and it's just a powerful whiskey. And then I take a puff of the cigar. Like it's the, this cigar is like a sophisticated type of blend, right? But when I take that, when I take that, uh, that puff, that drink, and then I take mm. a puff, it really like that the the hidden the hidden powers and spiciness of the cigar kind of come out. I'm, you get I'm, a little bit more. You're making me jealous. A little man. bit more spice, a little bit more power in it, and um, it doesn't. It's, it's not overpowering, but you know. And and this whiskey is definitely a whiskey to sip slow unless you're very experienced in drinking. I'm telling mm. you right now, I'm taking micro sips. I had two fingers when I st- when we started podcasting. I still got probably a finger and a half. Pause. What's That's the uh, what's the proof on that, Hoss? The what? What's the proof on it? It is. Hold on, let me take one hundred proof. Yeah, that's that's good. That's nice and fifty percent alcohol by volume. There you go. So uh, when you get this 1856, you know, you just go ahead and sit your ass down, have a full meal and don't 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 think you're going to the bar and going to drink that all night and then get in the car. Because you're not because I'm about to go upstairs. <laughs> you be calling or, or get anywhere. I'm going to take an Uber upstairs. <laughs> yeah. That, that little uh, cart that you attach to the stairwell and mm-hmm. it rolls you up there real yeah. nice. Right. That'll be me. Hey, give give us give give us your rating, and then I want to. I have a, a cigar related question I want to ask you after your. Oh, rating. sure, sure, sure. All right. So this this is. I mean, Kamalo Cigars is really really new. It's primarily out on the East Coast, uh, but if you go to uh, cigarsbykamalu.com, 
um, you can get some information for them. But they they've got they they got a good thing going here. They actually sent me um, four cigars, so I'm going to review a couple more in the coming weeks. I'm not I'm not going to do them back back to back to back, but I want to do them. Nice, you know, as we head out head into the new year and stuff. So um, they sent them to you this for one you the, to review them. They sent them. They they you know they heard they heard of Haas's Humidor and they said, hey, can we send you some 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 samples and let us know what you think? And I'm letting y'all know what I think. You know, beautiful. Uh, but uh, as for the the God of Thunder, the God of Thunder gets a good four point three eight from me out of five. Mm. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good. It's good rating. rating. Um, I've got another one. They sent me four, but they sent me two Gods of Thunder. So I'm gonna let that other one sit up for four. Like, I'm, I'm gonna let it or sit Zeus. up for maybe another another four to six Rated. weeks, and I'll smoke that again and see how it is. But then they they um they are associated with uh. With the nut, with the uh, uh, another brand, and they they sent me a couple of those too, so I'm gonna review those as well. But yeah, that's this is a awesome. four point three eight. The whiskey's the whiskey's off the chain. It's definitely not something I'm just gonna be sitting and smoking all drinking all the time. I I will sit and have this uh, on special occasions because I don't want I'm not trying to get that drunk. <laughs> Beautiful. So a poor four point three eight for the Kamalu yes. cigar. Okay, quick, quick uh, cigar question? related question. What's the question? Um, and this comes from one of our listeners, Neil H. Big Haas was wondering with Thanksgiving coming up, any particular cigar that you would advise having with my bird? Question mark. Neil H. Thank you for the question, Big Haas. What is your recommendation what is a good turkey pairing cigar turkey pairing a turkey pairing well you know something you probably won't be smoking while you're eating you'll probably take care of business and then celebrate the taking care of that business with sick with the cigar that'd be you know some scarface shit right there though right at the table like yeah, fuck everyone else at the table <laughs> you know, yeah I, mean, I don't i don't but i would say this um I find that after a meal, if you're up to it, a good full cigar is uh, something very nice to smoke or something that medium area. It, just, it depends on you, you know, and, and that's when you when, when people give ask for suggestions and things like that. It's really it's come. It's kind of difficult to do because everybody's palate is different. You know what I mean? Um, but. On, a, on an occasion like. Uh, on an occasion like Thanksgiving, a holiday, I would definitely probably go with the uh, Andalusian Bull. That's a LFD La Flor Dominica uh, cigar. Very, very good. Nice, uh, you know, nice long cigar. Pause. Um, nice and thick. Pause. But very, very <laughs> fucking smooth. But also Pause. very rare. Very rare. So you you. When you, if you see those, it's called the Andalusian Bull. Um, if you, if you find those, I would definitely pick up a few of them because they're hard to find. And, uh, the Andalusian Bull is a great one. And, um, you know something? The cigar I smoked last week, the Barber Pole Big Fella by 708 Cigars. Uh, I reviewed that one last week, I believe. And that's a great cigar right. for, for after. I remember, yeah. After Thanksgiving dinner, while you're watching the games and and kind of just hanging out with your family and uh, doing that, 
you know, because the the Andalusian Bull and the Seven Away Cigars, uh, Barbara Pole Big Fella, those are two cigars that you can they're 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 big cigars, they're beefy, pause, and you can you can just sit back and sip your drink and you can smoke that cigar for two, three, four hours. Easy. If you're just kind of just, you know, taking nice little puffs just enough to keep it lit. And, and you'll get a nice little um, feeling from a nice, great aroma, great ambiance, and it's good for it's good for uh, conversation. So, and usually after nice after after Turkey Day, after Turkey dinner, you're having that nice conversation with people, and you're watching the games and sitting back, sipping on something, or drinking politics. some coffee. You know, so it's cool. So I would recommend one of those two. And the, the great thing is, is that. The uh, Barbara Pole Big Fella has a little a sweet cap on it, so it's a little bit sweeter than the Andalusian Bull. So I'm I'm kind of giving you one of each. It's not infused, but it's got the sweet cap. The Andalusian Bull is 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 the Andalusian Bull. It's a bull in a china cabinet. So, mm. so you can pair it with your pumpkin slash sweet potato pie. So there you go. All right. Well, thank you to Neil H uh, for sending us that question on Twitter. Uh, listener, we are nearing the end, but I do want to ask these guys one um, quick question here, cause just to get a little bit of pop culture in this particular show. So, we had the launch of Disney Plus. Um, HBO, uh, well, Warner Brothers is launching uh, their app under the guise of HBO, and you know, Apple has not particularly done so well. Uh, in fact, they were kind of stupid and renewed a bunch of their series before they even premiered, including this M Night Shyamalan crap apparently that people are really dogging on online. But what I'm wondering here is, and Haas, I know you don't have either at the moment because you have some sort of, uh, you're, you're a pirate, I believe. Uh, but uh, <laughs> what I'm curious is here is how many of these streaming services do you think that we can have? I mean, do you guys still have cable? Well, I, I, I'll start with you because I kind of know where Haas is going to go. Are, are you still in the cable at all? No, no, you, I cut the cord. For? I, I had, I was a loyal, loving subscriber of DirecTV for a while. And the only reason why I got rid of it was because that uh, I had moved, I was living in an apartment building in Dallas and moved within the building to another area of it that wasn't, didn't have a direct line of sight south. So, and mm-hmm. I hate cable. I just, I hate cable. Um, you know, we well, have you your internet from, uh, I had gotten my internet from, we're, we're an AT&T city essentially. Okay. So pretty much everybody gets their internet from AT&T. Are you just curiously, are you AT&T fiber or AT&T land, or, you know, old phone line DSL oh, fiber. sort of thing? Fiber. Okay. Okay. That's, that's very yeah. fast. Then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. So, but, and I love direct TV, but direct TV was getting expensive too, uh, but on that, I couldn't, I still couldn't understand. I'm like, y'all been around for a minute. Can't you get another satellite up there? Like, what's up with the whole South thing? Like, we're still there on that. What, I, figure it out. <laughs> what is it? I, I, like, well, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I, I, I like trying to keep your service and they're like, Oh, direct TV now. So I had gone with, uh, I, I tried direct TV now. Uh, and it's okay. Uh, you know, it was pretty good when I had originally had gotten it. They did not have Isn't a it like 35 bucks. Well, it, it kind of depends money, on the package. It? It, here's where it comes down to at the end of the day. Cause if you want to watch live TV, you got to go with YouTube TV, uh, direct TV. Now 
I had PlayStation View for uh, actually a couple of years and really liked PlayStation View. And then I got pissed off at them because PlayStation, like, all of a sudden started charging my bank account a bunch of stuff, you know, fraudulent. I mean, it, I don't know what happened, but my information got put out there and, uh, you know, they literally did you were not. Part of the, you were part of the Sony hack. I, I guess, but, but they did <laughs> the not Spider-Man do, hacking. they did not one thing for me, like nothing. They're like, oh mm. yeah, sorry about the inconvenience. And I'm like, well, I got all kinds of other stuff that happened here. Like, oh yeah. And I'm like, well, are you guys even going to like try to discount like a month or something? They're like, no, we really can't do that. I'm like, okay, I'm out. And then they end up going defunct, shockingly enough. So uh, a few months later, so you can't even get that anymore. I, my whole idea, on the, and, and I like going it like I've got a fire stick and I use, you know, direct TV now, but somehow they got to figure it out, like all of them together, because I want your stuff, but nobody, unless, you know, you're going to end up paying more than you were with cable or with direct TV if right. you end up getting every single one of these. So y'all got to just, you know, get together and have like some sort of, you know, like uh, a premium one on there. And I know that you can get that somewhat through DirecTV now and, you know, and, and YouTube TV, but make it somewhat affordable because they're going to, Mark Cuban had a great line a few years ago when he was talking about the NFL in regard, uh, in comparison to the NBA. He said, you know what? Uh, you know, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. And we want our entertainment and we want it now, but people are going to start to make choices. And, you know, if HBO doesn't follow up Game of Thrones without a must see something on there, you're going to see HBO go down the shitter because they won't get anybody subscribing. I don't subscribe to HBO right now. <sighs> hmm. You know, I mean, like, and it's just because there's nothing on there I particularly watch after Game of Thrones was done. And so I'm going like, okay, I'll save that, you know, $14 there, and I'm going to put it over here because Showtime's running billions and whatever I was watching on Showtime. And then you're going to just go, you're going to be bouncing around. Well, HBO has, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but HBO has rebranded, it hasn't launched yet, but... I believe it's going to be for about a buck or two more than what you were paying for HBO. You're going to get all of Warner Brothers media content under the HBO name. So you'll get all of DC Comics movies. You'll get all of the Warner Brothers movies, you know, from the last 50 years. Well, you know, whichever ones they choose to put on there. They have that whole library. Um, so they're going to have a pretty, Warner Brothers is going to have a pretty extensive service. I think it'll be pretty good. And, well, then that, that would be know. good. But right now, as where it stands, it's like, sorry, I don't, you know, I don't have that in my budget. Yeah, and the, right now the only thing on HBO I'm watching is Watchmen. Um, which Watchmen is so good. Hooded Hooded Justice was the first ever down low brother, I suppose. Uh, but did you? See but it's not thing? a brother. No, Hooded Justice. That's the is. crazy part. If you look at his face, his eyes and stuff, he's white. Uh, so it's like, who what the a fuck shocker! Is well, yeah, but that's the new Hooded <laughs> Justice. They haven't they haven't talked about who the they haven't talked about who the new Hooded Justice is yet. But we'll have to see. Oh you God. saw the most recent episode. Right, I did. It's like yeah, Julia so. Roberts being Harriet Tubman. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they, they'll have to. <laughs> we'll have to see what what they do with that, but because there's obviously two. There's a, you know, the original Hood of Justice was from the 20s, and this one is alive to today, or at least was in the 80s. So, um, looks like someone picked up the mantle. But Big Haas, uh, yes. What, yes, what is yes. your thoughts on like? 
I know that you have some other service and yes, I mean, I guess you, I don't know if you want to talk about that or, or what, I just want your thoughts on like how many of these streaming services can you, can, can a reasonable middle-class person afford to have in Trump's America? Uh, well, you know, I've got, I've got a service that I use that I get a good portion of my content from, uh, be it live TV or uh, movie, you know, premium channels and things like that. Uh, but I did go and get that Disney Plus joint. You know what I'm saying? I did go yeah, and get that. Seven pretty damn month. good, isn't it? Yeah, I, and you know something? It's what I good. did was I said, screw the seven bucks a month. I paid the seventy, so I could mm-hmm. save myself fourteen dollars. Yeah, you know, and it, it's just fourteen dollars. But in, in Trump's America, fourteen dollars a quarter take a gas. Yes, it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can get to the gig with that. Beautiful, clean coal um, powering you. I just jumped on somebody I else's think, as a uh, another user. I think that <laughs> what happens is this: what 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 it comes down to is you have to do a deep analysis of what you want. You know what I mean? What are your interests? What are you truly going to use? But that's the problem. You know is what that I mean? All the interest. I might be interested in five shows only, but if one of those shows is from Comcast, the other one is from HBO, the other one is from Disney, the other one is from Warner Brothers, and the other one is from Netflix. That's your ass, Mr. Postman. That's your ass. Like you can't, you you just can't. That's Shout what. That's what. That's okay. Seven bucks. We'll just do it monthly. Seven bucks for Disney Plus. Fifteen, fourteen for Netflix. Uh, Warner Brothers is probably gonna be fifteen bucks. So that's now we're at uh, thirty eight dollars. Um, Comcast is probably gonna be ten, fifteen bucks. So you're at fifty two bucks, and then the sixth one will put us at what? Let's say sixty five dollars, and then I don't even still have my live sports. So I have to do something for that, maybe prime or whatever. That's twenty bucks. You're gonna be a slinger. Yeah, I want to be a slinger. <laughs> what you, you really got to I mean? do here so, is you got to figure out who amongst like your friends that you can like, you know, hey, true. can I get on your like somebody's yeah. here, like some family member, like, hey man, you know, Netflix. Everybody should have Netflix, right? I mean, that's just something that like everybody yeah. should have. If you're already on for somebody now. else's, good for you. But when yeah, it comes to like Disney Plus, yeah. Okay, cool. Or the uh, any of those other premium ones, which they're what they're going to start doing is saying, okay, you can only have like, you know, one user online at a time doing it in order to you know try to shut that down. But right. you know, I'm on somebody else's Hulu, um, and like I said, on somebody else's Disney Plus. Outside of that, I think, I think I'm on my own for everything else. But again, like I said, I don't have HBO right now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I get just, you know. I get Hulu, but honestly, I don't ever watch Hulu. I only have Hulu because I get it for free with Spotify, which I use daily at the gym or at least every other day when I go to the gym. So it's like I don't want to get rid of that one, but I, you know, I used to get Apple Music for free when I had Verizon, but I don't have Verizon anymore. So it's like, and now you're getting a lot of these cell phone companies like T-Mobile gives you Netflix for a year. So I suppose you could, yeah. you should, you could try to flip those things in there too. But it's it's getting to the point where, you know. They're going to have to come up with with some sort of bundle where you can get the majority of the services because I get cable right now, but my cable I have Spectrum, and I literally watch it like never. The only reason I have cable is because, believe it or not, my internet bill is cheaper with the basic cable package than it is without the basic cable package. It's seventy five bucks a month for me to get a hundred megs. I live in Bakersfield, right? So it's shitty internet anyway. But 100 megs is 75 bucks a month. In perspective, I was paying 80 bucks a month in Chicago for 300 megs with Comcast. So, but if I do the the cable package, it's 63 dollars a month 
for the same internet speed. I don't know why that is, but you know, I guess they want you to have uh, some of their cable. I'll, the only channel I get is History Channel that I even look at. So, you know, it's 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 crazy. Something's going to have to give here. It's and and you know what I think is I think a lot of these services are going to start falling. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of these services falling by the wayside. Hulu and Apple are probably going to be one and two, I think, even though Hulu is owned by Disney. Um, I think they're going to probably scratch that or, or sell it off to somebody else. I don't see that one surviving. But um, but it's good to know that they're yeah. having, like, if Warner Brothers is going that way, like the whole deal with Disney Plus, which was cool on there because, you know, like, I, I went back and I watched, I think, Sword in, uh, in the Stone, like, for the first time in 30 years. Uh, the other night, and I'm obviously on there like most people to watch The Mandalorian. But then when I get yes. on there, I mean, I see Such that. You know what, though? You know what pissed me off about it is that I had no idea that they weren't releasing an entire slate. Like, get with it. This is what it's all about. Spoon feeding you. They're spoon feeding. Yeah, I'm not. I won't watch another episode until all of them are out. I, I, I won't do it. I, you know, I saw the first one. I'm waiting until the. The whole slate's released, but you know them having so all of Marvel on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point. I don't want to like. I I, yeah, I, I just got into uh, the Man in the High Castle. I, that's taken me three days to watch the first season, and if you haven't watched that, that shit is good. <laughs> Man, is it? Like, it is it really good, and it, it, it grips you right away. On, what is that on Hulu? It's on Prime. It's on Amazon Prime, okay. It, but it grips you right that. away, so I don't want to. And just like the Mandalorian did too, like you know, I, I don't want to spoil it, but you see something at the end of episode one, and you're like, huh? And, and so I gotta watch the next episode. Well, right, but I, you know, I had to. I cut it cold turkey. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Did you watch the boys? I didn't. I heard it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you should watch it. It is. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. You should watch that. I uh, yeah, I boys. will put it up there next. You know what? The, honestly, the last time I was on with you Godfather. boys, I think you were you talking watch about Godfather it. of Harlem too. Oh, like, dude, like gangster stuff. Godfather yeah. Um, really and uh, that's uh, Forrest Whitaker, right? Yes. Oh man, Forrest Whitaker. I mean, never bad. And any oh, he's fin- he's fabulous. He, he's never been yeah. even he was even normal in, in anything. Dog. He was even good in Ghost Dog, man. <laughs> Uh, on that note um listener i'm gonna cut this one short so uh we will see you guys next week uh will thank you for joining the show my pleasure guys anytime um you have a twitter or anything that we can uh pitch for you yeah um you can find me on uh twitter at underscore will chambers i finally got my name and then uh on uh instagram at your big willy with a y your big Willie, which you will cut yeah. with your manscape, right? Up with a tag, yeah, yeah, you'll hit it with the manscape. Uh, bigger now that I got manscaped. <laughs> and you can follow me at Dutch Jason on Twitter and Big Haas. Uh, your Twitter, sir? My Twitter is uh, Frozen Pharaoh, P H R O Z E N P H A R O. On the Twitter, uh, listener, I'm trying to get these audio shit worked out by next week, but. Screw you. If you don't like it, uh, we'll see you next week on Voice from the Underground. Happy Thanksgiving. Looks like we got ourselves a bilingual blood fest. Thank you for listening to Voice from the Underground. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VFU Podcast. See you next time.
the underground.